Welcome to Talking Jazz. My guest today is Kristen Lee Sargent, wonderful vocalist, but also writer, songwriter, and so much more, actually. We'll, we'll talk about that. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you. And I know you, but I think we should have a quick intro on your background. You know, what's your path into music and and all that, and especially into jazz? I grew up in suburban Massachusetts, a lot of musical theater growing up and went on the path to do acting and singing work on stage. And that led me to, you know, I was working and singing in Boston in theater while studying opera. I moved to New York, not really sure which path I would go down, quickly realized opera wasn't my thing. Musical theater, I fell down the rabbit hole real quickly of uh, cabaret and then into jazz, uh, intimate performance and, you know, really beautifully crafted songs. And I didn't really know that's what was happening. I was in a sort of career transition at that point. Through that career transition, I worked in the wine business, which was a side career as a sommelier. So that continues in a new iteration today. And as I uh, started to release music as a jazz vocalist, I drew away from, you know, restaurant land and I've become a songwriter and arranger as, as well as a, a vocalist. So uh, now all my theatrical things and my cabaret things and my opera things are coming together to make what I am today. And on the wine world, I have a wine label with my partner, Ted Nash, called Two Notes. So it's a red Bordeaux blend. So the, the wine story continues as well. That's me in a nutshell. That's very cool and, and kind of explains the sign of the times of, of what we all have to be, you know, so many things in one, but then that whole combination makes something unique. And, and that's what we want to say. And we're going to start out. So we're, we're going to listen to uh, several tracks today from your new album, Falling, that just, just came out earlier this year. And most of those tracks are originals and songwriting. And, you know, in, in jazz, it's not that common in terms of songwriting to have like the complete song with the lyrics. Most of the time it's instrumental songwriting. That's more unique to, to put that in. So I want to, before we listen to this first track, which is going to be Orpheus, I want to hear from you a little bit what what's what's behind orpheus and the whole idea of falling is there something dark behind it <laughs> it's a very if you see the actual uh, the photographs or the or the physical album it's very dark <laughs> there's a lot of dark eye makeup black background um i really uh, in this album we embrace kind of that darkness it falling into the unknown and it's interesting i always use that uh metaphoric language of falling down the rabbit hole when I talk about going into jazz, but Alice is a good example of what can happen from a fall well taken. And this album kind of talks about the falls into despair, but also um, what it might mean to surrender. I love that we're starting with Orpheus because that's one of the famous falls, right? And this one, when I was writing it, I was like, this is crazy. No one's gonna allow me to do this because it's very, and they did, <laughs> and it worked out. I really embraced theatricality in this number. So I'm singing, I envision it as I'm singing as Orpheus and I layered three vocal tracks in the beginning and the end. And those are the kind of the fates warning Orpheus about uh, this journey he's about to take. So uh, Ted Nash plays the solo um, and it's a, it's a tall order because that's the solo that has to convince 
the gods to let him out of Hades with Eurydice. And I think Ted does the job really well. So um, this is definitely the most theatrical thing I've written uh, on the album. Anybody who doesn't know, look up the story where he has to go find his lost love and get the permission to get her back, which is a tall order. We're gonna hear, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I got it, Jeff Patton on the piano and Jay Sawyer on the drums. And we also have uh, Jody Ferber on cello, and of course Ted Nash on saxophone, and Hannah Marks is on bass. There we go. <laughs> We'll find our way out the same way you went down. The light's never far when we're through. We'll count all the stars. I'll sing a song to all that confines you. Play a waltz that reels. You're all my songs and all my glissandos. Charm all the gods through their ears. Without you, the sun disappears. Moments are years Don't stay. 
That was Orpheus from the album Falling, a new album by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent, who you heard on vocals, but who also wrote uh, the song. And we're talking today about her process of writing the music, of recording the music. But you might have noticed some really cool sax solo, which is saxophonist Ted Nash, also, of course, affiliated with the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra. You're also your partner in business, right? Mm -hmm. so, in, in many things. Tell, tell us a little bit about that collaboration process, you know, because I'm also married to a jazz musician and I know, you know, when you have all these private lives and then when you make music together, you have to get a whole different dynamics. How does it work for you two in all these different endeavors? <laughs> I find it so interesting that I know lots of musical couples you know, they all have a very different relationship to collaboration. I know artist couples where they don't work together. They realize that their life is more harmonious if they don't make music together. So there's lots of different ways it can be. But uh, with Ted, I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better partner in this for a lot of reasons. One of is that, you know, Ted does a lot of education as well. And I find that he's just such an inspiring person and he encourages people to follow their creativity and their muse. Now, if I were the kind of lady who just said, Ted, write me an arrangement or write me some songs, I mean, that would probably be really smart and uh, it could work out. But what's happened is, is his encouragement has just led me to do more things for myself than I ever thought I could. So Ted is an incredible arranger. We actually met because I heard an arrangement of his and I reached out and said, I love this arrangement. I'm trying to start doing this myself. We became friends and then the story continued from there. But making my own arrangements uh, and writing for cello, for instance, on this album was something that, uh, you know, I, it's, I find challenging. And instead of doing anything for me, he says, you, you're hearing something. So if you can hear it, you can write it. Especially with COVID, creating a situation where I couldn't rely on, you know, maybe the improvisation of jazz musicians given a loose sketch. I really had to you know, get it together and be very clear about what I wanted to hear. And it turns out I was able to do that. So it's been, I think a good uh, partnership makes you, you know, kind of more of an individual and more independent and also more interdependent. I'll say that in the studio for this album, knowing that Ted was in the booth and listening was a huge relief because some people can direct the band and sing the song and whatever. Um, when I'm in the emotional world of a song, I can't tell you what that's, uh, that figure is on measure 55. I don't remember what I wrote. I don't know. I need some help and some backup. And that's been very liberating to have that interdependence too. And I love the dynamics that you describe of somebody being encouraging instead of controlling. And, and that's, that's, that's a really cool, cool dynamic. And, you know, and there's a reason why we have producers in the studio, because it's hard to do all the roles at the same time when you're trying to do your best musically. <laughs> right. Well, we're in a time where, I mean, for better and more challenging, perhaps we all have to wear more hats than musicians have worn in the past. You know, there are still some pops stars or not even stars that where they've got a team they've got a songwriting team and arranging team of this and that and the other thing and there was there's a whole mechanism in place and that mechanism for jazz isn't it doesn't really exist anymore so it's i think it's the key of finding where you like putting on that other hat that's more challenging and where you really need support and that's a dance <laughs> and it's great to have a partner who can you know help you dance that dance right i like the comparison of a dance and actually talking about comparison so the next one we're going to listen to it's called better off mm. and and 
I love there's some really cool lines in there, uh, text lines to I want to be cast in somebody else's dreams or something like that it was and, and that really caught my ear. What should we focus on when listening on this one? What's what's the backdrop? In the show, when I consider falling like a show really because it's a journey, this song does proceed the one we just heard, Orpheus. So we're in kind of the darkest place you can be. And this for me is my is probably the most personal track on the album because you know it speaks to being better off alone and in the concept of falling, not to be, you know, slavish about the theme, but it's just the idea of choosing to walk away from love. You know, the first line is, you want my all, I wish you didn't. Somebody who uh, doesn't know how to be vulnerable and, and share all of themselves. So saying I'm better off alone. And that's a, and that's a dark place to go to. So uh, that's kind of where it's coming from. This is Better Off from the album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent. You'll hear her on vocals and Champ Patton on the piano, Jay Sawyer on the drums, Jody Ferber on the cello, Ted Nash on saxophone and Hannah Marks on bass. you didn't. It's so much easier to pretend. I try to stall, but you keep asking to know more is the end. I just want to be cast in someone else's dream. The curtain falls and you'll be sorry. I'm not what I see. Questions with answers you don't want to know. Romance is all about what you don't show. Oh 
I'm better off alone. That was Better Off, a new track from, well, a track from the new album. Album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent, who you also heard on vocals and who writes all the songs, most of the songs on this album. And, and we just talked about, you know, the need to have all these different hats, especially in jazz, which, you know, is a kind of an economically strapped art form. And that's why we need to wear all these different hats. And, you know, we actually had a common manager for a minute trying to to delegate some of these tasks and and it's 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 tricky because you know you know what you need and then you have to communicate that to somebody else how is that balance act going for you right now and, and how are things moving i mean everybody has a different path with this and i think for a long time the kind of retro fairy tale of i will only exist as an artist in the clouds and then there will be people that take care of things and it's funny i know some people generations ahead of me where they still say oh my manager deals with that or i don't i don't even know how much the the maintenance is on my building the manager takes care of it and that's interesting because that was my fantasy i think and i found that the journey of empowerment is not necessarily one that is always easy or pleasant but the more I've been able to take responsibility for the business of my work as well as the business of business. I found that I'm, I'm better able to function in the world and I feel, I feel better. I feel like I've got a grip on everything. I mean, at least the way my work is going, I'm not just singing songs. I wanted to just sing songs other people wrote and have other people hire me to do that in places. And it turns out that this is a much more interesting path. I'm creating my own reality sonically and otherwise uh, on stage and in music. And it turns out that my path is to also be able to embrace that on a business level. So I'm making that sound so lovely, but it isn't always easy. I'm grateful for the challenge, but I, and I'm grateful for the help I can get. Just even learning how to send emails and follow up on emails. This is not this is not my strong suit. It's a challenge, but I'm up for it. And I'm, and I'm starting to see how it's really serving me to grow as a, as a human. It's a balancing act. And, but the main thing is to, to figure out a, to know what's needed and then B to learn how to delegate. So it makes sense. You know, you don't want to just get somebody say you do all the work but you have to be very clear the clarity is what I think I, I was missing for a long time I just thought I'll be over here doing mm -hmm. the creative stuff or whatever and everything else is being taken care of mm -hmm. and that isn't a way to use people who are there to support you effectively and it's there's no way to know if it's getting done if you don't know what you need or what the objective is right. I have to sit myself down and go okay what why am I doing this and what does success look like and if I don't have answers to those questions, then I'm just kind of in this soup. <laughs> I don't know where I am or if I'm getting there or not. And, you know, how can I even ask anyone to help me? 
Uh, yeah, and I think that's the best advice for any new upcoming musicians, artists in any field that you have to know where you want to go and, and set those goals. And then it'll be easy to figure out how to find the right people in the path. But if you don't know where to go, you can't put your foot forward. <laughs> right. And you can change that, that idea of like, okay, I have a destination in mind. How do I get there? Yes, that's good advice. Well said. So we're going to uh, get the blues, the infinity blues on that, which I think on this one, Ted really sounds amazing. That that solo is, is just outstanding. Mm -hmm. Anything we should focus on, on on this one when we listen to it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I and I love his solo here too. I, I poised him every time Ted has a solo on this album. His job is to kind of take us to another place. And he does that here uh, so beautifully. This song, I tell a story on stage about how it's actually was inspired by meeting an astronaut just casually once, but it, uh, and I'll save that for when you all come to a live gig. But the interesting thing, I started thinking about falling in gravity once I was like three quarters of the way through the record. And um, after I'd written this song, I was looking up, you know, the idea of gravity. And I watched this great YouTube video where an astrophysicist explains gravity at five different levels of understanding. So she starts with a grade schooler and moves on from there um, and starts talking to other astrophysicists. But one of the things that's interesting is that gravity, when she's talking to the child, we deal with up and down, you know, um, things are falling. And once she gets to the more advanced, uh, like co collegiate level, she's talking about gravity as a, a force in a field not so much just this simple up and down. And she said that an astronaut, you know, you're not floating in outer space, you're actually falling in orbit hmm. because gravity isn't this like very linear thing. And I thought, wow, that's so deep. And I think of, you know, an astronaut floating in outer space and that freedom, which I talk about in the lyrics there, but how it's actually still falling. And in a way we just have to, in, to take it into a more esoteric idea, we just choose what to fall towards and you can be free if you have something, if you have an orbit and a, and a thing you're falling towards, which is, you know, meaningful or important to you. We're not, all of us are going to fall. There's no way around it. There's no escape. So it's about how you fall and what you fall towards. I love that. We have to figure out how to, how to fall. <laughs> right. Falling, not optional. Anyway, in this song, the singer of this song is much more interested in breaking free from gravity. And that's what this is about. Well, let's see. Let's get on this journey and see if we can break free. Here's the Infinity Blues from the album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent, who you'll hear on vocals with Jeff Patton, Jay Sawyer, Jody Furber, Ted Nash, and Hannah Marks.
star that seems near as far away. the album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent, who also wrote the song and the next one too. We're going to get into a little bit of the honeybee metaphor, which is, you know, kind of a favorite metaphor in the whole lyric writing of sending the message about the sweetness and about bringing something good to you. But I love, I love your imagery of you when you say, who wants flies anyway? So it could be a little insight in that lyric writing for that song. Oh, gosh. I mean, I was really mad when I wrote it. I, I think this is for anyone where, you know, you think you've cultivated this, uh, especially for us ladies, cultivated this ability to be sweet. And you're like, wait, who, what am I even catching with this? And maybe I don't even want it. And what was the point anyway? So that's what this song is. The, the whole honeybee thing has this seductive aspect to it. Yes. But... Well, and that's the other thing is that even though I guess this was a song where I was writing it to say, forget about it. I'm not going to be sweet anymore. It still can't help itself, but try to seduce you at the same time. So you can say I'm done being all sweet, but all that, all that training doesn't go to waste. So this is my pro pollinator song. 
for these times. Are there any current songwriters that you kind of relate to most? I'm just curious. Since the pandemic hit, I did more exercising, which meant I listened to some more pop music. That's that's been interesting because mostly it's like kind of a very jazz centric diet. I like this songwriter named Andy Schauf. S-H-A-U-F. Um, he's totally different stylistically, but his songs are like these little plays almost. You you get to know people by name and there's kind of like a journey that each song takes and it's very groovy and fun to listen to. So I find myself listening to that a lot or, or lately have been enjoying it. Um, and I've been listening to more, uh, you know, the singer-songwriter greats. I know you have a Joni Mitchell project that you're working on who's a perennial inspiration. Uh, but I hadn't, yeah, so I've, I've been tuning into more like Leonard Cohen and mm -hmm. things of, of that nature. So mm -hmm. I also, you know, I'm re-embracing uh, with, with the passing of Stephen Sondheim, listening to more of Sondheim's work, which was, I mean, I know so much of it by heart and was such an important part of my theatrical origins that listening to him now as a person who writes songs, not as an actor, is really interesting. That's well, really cool. I have to check out the Andy Shove part. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it, it strikes. I'm, and I'm sure when we are done talking, I'll think of some people I should have mentioned. But that's how, that's how it is. <laughs> All right. but, you know, but I can see the storytelling aspect. So, you know, when listening to honey too it's it's all your songs it's 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 a story that unfolds it's not just you know let's fall in love and whatever yeah i was i was in a, a workshop i was you know i i don't know somehow i was singing at a bmi theater workshop as part of a, a new project i was listening to people talk about songwriting thinking it was not relevant to me um, but i'll never forget and i can't remember the composer but he said you know a song can only be about one thing And I just thought, oh, that was so clarifying. So when I started writing songs, just using kind of a, that idea about what's the, you know, the clarity about a song being about one thing. And then also thinking from when I would sing on stage and when I sing in jazz as well, I'm thinking you have to be different. A different director once said to me, you have to be different at the end of the song than you were at the beginning you know a song is a journey all of that kind of comes into to play so well let's see what honey does to us so here's honey this is from the album falling by my guest today Kristen lee Sargent. here we go <laughs> You get more flies with honey, well then that makes me the bee. I can make it sweet, but then sting you if I please. It's more than likely that I'll scare you away. But then, let's be honest, who wants flies anyway? Why sugarcoat it when bitter's all I taste? My aim's been to flatter while I usually self-efface. Pleasing is easy, let me try something new Sometimes what's hard to swallow is what's best for you I don't have to be polite Pretending everything's alright So don't be surprised Just find that you like 
selection from the album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent. And we, we talked quite a bit about songwriting and, and going on a journey and all these kinds of things. So <laughs> I want to know about the wine business. How, oh, yeah. how does the wine business connect with the music business? And <laughs> Well, you know, you could say that I'm an activist because um, mm. wine cl jazz clubs are famous for not having great wine. So <laughs> oh okay i don't oh, think I it's it's not necessarily that but um you know our our label two notes has a musical theme and a musical origin mm -hmm. so um it is served at dizzy's club coca-cola which does have a great wine list but even if our wine was not on it um so those things do intersect uh you know in the same place often um but the businesses are different and but it's been really cool to step through the looking glass, if you will, to use another Alice in Wonder, another Alice uh, metaphor or whatever. I, I worked in hospitality for so long, selling wine off of wine list and facilitating people's enjoyment of it. And then I started making the wine and then I was selling wine I made in those circumstances. And it mirrors at least my journey in music, which is going from someone who worked with material that had already been written and recrafting it and bringing it to people versus making my own stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think if you work in an industry that's not your own music, it's fascinating to be a business person with a product. Mm -hmm. And at least with wine, I don't take it as personally as I do the music that I make. So I, I've gotten able to learn about sales and business and stuff in a way that hasn't felt like it 
uh, as, as painful or as personal as, as music. So that's been kind of interesting to toggle back and forth and really gratifying in a way, you know, when you're just like, we've sold a couple cases, it's exciting. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point. And I think that's the hardest part about uh, being a musician where you have to sell yourself as a product rather than, you know, in business, you're taught your strategies. It's very straightforward. You have a product, you offer it, you find your customers and, <laughs> and all mm -hmm. that. But if you have to do that for yourself, that's, that's really, really, really difficult. I mean, I try to think so a typical meeting where you meet with the, you know, restaurant owner or store, a shop owner, bring in the bottle. Hey, and I can come in and be like, listen, this is a Bordeaux lovers red blend. It's blah, blah, blah. Here's the pricing. I see that you've got room on your shelf for this. And like within 10 minutes, they taste it. They go, yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, cool. You shake hands, deal is done. I'm like, could I do that? Could I bring in this record and be like, so yeah, I see that, you know, vocalist, da, 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 these things, this would fit here on your shelf, so to speak. And um, let's put on a track. They listen to like 30 seconds and go, yeah, yeah, it's good. All right, cool. <laughs> Shake hands and be on your way. I mean, that would be the business of show. Um, but I, being that uh, impersonal is, is not as easy, is it? <laughs> Well, because the no's are harder, you know, if somebody says, well, I'm not sure I like this, then it's you on the spot <laughs> going, oh, <laughs> right. It's not like, no, this isn't our style. It's uh, it, it feels more personal. And I, I guess I'm grateful that um, it, the process of putting out this album and others has taken a little while or there's many steps. I'm at the point now with this music where I feel like here, take it. I feel like I truly no longer own it. It's very personal, but it's not as connected. I think there, it takes a while, like you kind of, I don't know, I, I, I hesitate to use childbearing metaphors, but it's like, you kind of have to wean yourself off the music and let it start to do its own thing at some point. Uh, but that takes some time. Mm -hmm. So birdsong, we're going to hear some harmonies. What should we focus in on, on this one when we listen? Oh, this song has nothing to do with Charlie Parker. I guess I just <laughs> let people know if they're excited. It's just not. Um, I guess I think the song explains itself pretty well. Um, we have the reappearance of these harm, my layered vocals um, kind of serving a similar purpose that they did in Orpheus, kind of being a, a, a like a super ego voice in a way. And um, I don't know this is a song just about, about being free and how sometimes we make our own cages. I guess, so to speak. That's a good comparison. All right. So here's Birdsong from the album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent with uh, Jeff Patton, Jay Sawyer, Jody Ferber, Ted Nash, and it's Hannah Marks. Wild, now tame. You've forgotten from whence you your song it's been too long your reflection keeps you from the sky an unseen formation locked down and complacent who don't even know they can fly while others fly you preen and sigh 
what you know A pet's life's a good one You pity the wild ones And turn away from your window When your cage is gilded You don't notice the bars When the night's just a blanket You'll forget about stars Would you know where to go If you were set free from the album Falling by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent. And we have one last one to go. And this last one is going to be the not the only one non-original track on this album, but it fits the whole theme. So we're going to get some old black magic. And I, I don't know, I get the feeling you were a little impersonating the witch here or ah, <laughs> that was a that's little... so funny. I mean, my understanding of what this song does has changed since I recorded it. Uh, I've always loved black magic and the language in it, you know, swirling and down and down you go. Um, that, that liberation and surrender to me is like in yoga ethics it, this, you know, the, not the actual physical stuff they talk about, I can't pronounce the word, but it has to do with this idea of surrender being like this important divine thing. And I'm like, to me, black magic, it could be about erotic love, but it is about this just like losing yourself in surrender in a way that's really exalted. Um, but I went someplace completely different in terms of my vocal idea. Uh, I was thinking, well, what, what other than love? I mean, it's about not being able to help yourself and you can't stay away. And so there's something kind of addictive about 
this love that black magic is talking about. So um, yeah. I kind of wanted to infuse it with not just the, the delight of falling in love, but kind of the um, obsessive, addictive urgency. So it's, it's a little manic. I, I get it's kind of like a little bit like Joni Mitchell's help me that that was part of the project we're doing where it's going well I see myself going down that rabbit hole again but I'm not sure I want to but I can't help it <laughs> yes 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 and this uh, the black magic singer here at least the the one we recorded uh, it feels like um she doesn't want the help <laughs> so yeah and uh Ted you know, Ted, I just wanted him to, you know, we have this dialogue for the first time. He's really set in the album as kind of a, a, a kind of a separate thing that brings us to the next place. And in a way here in Black Magic, we really have a dialogue, which to me is kind of like he's the stuff and I'm the person who needs the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a really, really cool arrangement. Um... Of, of that song the way it's reharmonized and everything oh thanks yeah i did some of it i had done prior um like the stuff you'll hear with the cello and the bass and that little sort of like classical interlude um but before it was it was a couple days before we went into the session i was like i don't know this sounds like a, a cruise ship song like i'm like not you know this isn't this isn't hip this isn't fitting on the record and so we really at the last minute i started reimagining like what is this song really about and ted uh I added the idea of that kind of pedal, which gave it a lot of drama. So um, yeah, that was kind of, it, it kind of came together last minute, but I feel like that's the gift of, the, of standards that, you know, especially if you've been singing them for a long time, man, you think you know them. You think you're like, yeah, yeah, I know you. And then you realize like, no, there's more, there's more to learn. There's more to discover here. So if I do a standard now, I feel like, okay, I better find the next the most personal way of singing it possible because there's a lot of great versions of the song so it's got to be different true yeah you have to live up to those <laughs> so mm -hmm. what's what's next for Kristen <laughs> oh well um something if if uh you all have liked this music there was when I realized I had to put this on stage I, we performed it at Joe's Pub was the first uh premiere I knew that there was a, a song it needed a song still um for this select for this group and so I wrote a, a tune called Break, which has to do with, well, the first lines of the song are, uh, call it a breakdown, I say it's through. So it has to do with like kind of being on this mission to go down in order to get through something, which speaks to where we are, I think now too. So anyway, that wasn't, I hadn't written that at the time that Falling came out so that we're gonna release that as a single. So that's in the works, going to come out soon um, while I'm scheming up even bigger, projects that I, I can't talk about yet <laughs> <laughs> watch out so probably best the website uh dot com yes sergeant.com um, is that it yes and if you're listening to this podcast my name will be spelled properly but i've made myself easy to find my intermittent mailing list is where people where you really get the information you'd want to know um, and hear about things that I don't post on social media and things like that. So I'd love to have you there. We have a nice mix of wine and song and news and stuff. <laughs> right. Very cool. Okay. All right. Well, Kristen, it's been really fun chatting and, and sharing your music and thanks so much for, for sharing everything. Thank you. Thank you. I love, I love talking to you. So 
Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> it's it's a good way to communicate and share about the music. So last one, that old black magic from the album Falling by interpreted and arranged by my guest today, Kristen Lee Sargent and with Jeb Patton on piano, Jay Sawyer on drums, Judy Ferber on cello, Ted Nash on the saxophone, and Hannah Marks on bass. Here we go. has me in its spell that old black magic that you weave so well those icy fingers up and down my spine the same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine the same old tingle that I feel inside but when that elevator starts its ride down and down I go around and round like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do? I hear your name And I'm aflame Aflame with such a burning desire That only your kiss Can put out the fire You're the lover I have waited for You're the mate that fate had me created for And every time your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go Round and round I go In a spin, loving that spin I'm in loving that old black magic
Welcome to your life There's no turning back Even while we sleep We will find you Acting on your best behavior Turn your back on Mother Nature Everybody wants to rule the world It's my own design It's my own remorse Help me to decide Help me make the most of freedom And of pleasure Nothing ever lasts forever Everybody wants to rule the world There's a room where the won't find you holding hands while the walls come tumbling down if you do i'll be right behind you so glad we've almost made it so sad they had to fade it everybody wants to
105.7 in South Bend, Indiana, or online at jazzradiowetf.org, and Fridays at 8 p.m. on WICR 88.7, Indianapolis. Previous shows are also on my YouTube channel, Monica Hersig, M-O-N-I-K-A-H-E-R-Z-I-G. Please subscribe to the Talking Jazz playlist. Thank you for listening.